the Pharaoh had very high power in the land. Nobody could look him in the eye. And he had broken his population into groups that hated each other. What are the two groups you already know about that hated each other? The Israelites and the original? Egyptians. And he kept them apart from each other. And this also teaches us the Pharaoh, in order to remain a dictator, he wanted to make sure different groups of people in his country hate each other. And that way they won't ever stand together and stand up for their rights together because they're too busy doing what? Hating each other. And that's when he can do whatever he wants. Sounds familiar in today's politics? Right? That's the Pharaoh's policy. And then he says, the next part of his strategy, Allah says, minhum. He took one group among them and especially made them victims. Who did he make into victims? The Muslims of that time. The Israelites are the Muslims of that time. And how did he make them victims? He would slaughter their boys and let their women stay alive. Why would he let the women stay alive? Because he still wants future slaves, doesn't he? He still wants more children later on. Because he still needs a new workforce. Just can't have too many of them. He would slaughter the children. And I gave you the story of how he would do that in the preview, right? So he would do that and he said, Allah says, إِنَّهُ كَانَ مِنَ الْمُفْسِدِينَ He used to be from those very, the most evil kinds of, what kind of evil human being would be okay with killing babies? And not just one or two thousands of them as a policy and say, oh, that's good for the country. It's okay, it's good for the country. This was the kind of person that spread, spread great amounts of corruption. You know, I sometimes cringe when I look at our, our dollar bill and there's a pyramid on it and we celebrate the great Egyptian empire. When I look at, you know, courthouses and government, governor mansions and things like that, if you notice, governor mansions, they have columns that are bulgy in the middle and then skinny on the top and bottom. Have you seen those? That's Egyptian architecture. They want their architecture to look like the ancient Egyptians because they, 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 they looked up to them. They mimicked them. They say, we're the new Egypt. We're the new great empire. So people don't look at the evil that they did. People just look at the buildings they built and the government that they had and the control that they had. And Allah says, وَنُرِيدُ Listen to this part. This is still the opening. Allah says, وَنُرِيدُ أَن نَمُنَّ عَلَى الَّذِينَ اسْتُضْعِفُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَنَجْعَلَهُمْ أَئِمَّةِ now this is confusing. He says in our plan, Allah says, the king has his power, he's got all these slaves, he can do whatever he wants with them, and Allah says our plan is to take those that were turned into victims, who was turned into victims? The Israelites. He says we wanted to make those people, give them a special favor, and then give them stable government on earth. Okay. And he says, we We wanted to make them into leaders. Hold on a second. Make who into leaders? The Israelites. Do the Israelites have any government? Where do they live? Okay, let me ask you something. If you take the poorest neighborhood in America, the poorest neighborhood in this country, and you take some people from there and remove the people from the White House and put them there as government, are you going to have a stable government or an unstable government? Probably more stable than what we have now. But still, generally speaking, would you have a more or less stable government? Why? Because people like that have no experience in what? In God. They don't have any experience in leadership. They're so weak, they can't even protect their own household. Soldiers walk in and kill children and they can't do anything about it. And now they're in charge of an entire country. Allah says, the people who were made victims, I wanted to turn them into leaders. And I wanted to turn them into inheritors. 
What's an inheritor? When does somebody get an inheritance? Anybody know? When does somebody get an inheritance? When someone dies. So Allah is saying they're not just going to get land, they're going to inherit land. But in order to inherit land, somebody has to what? Die. Allah is saying in the opening, I'm going to make the Pharaoh die. And I'm going to give them the kingdom that the Pharaoh once had. The Pharaoh being the mightiest king on earth at the time. The Pharaoh being the mightiest, em mightiest empire on earth at the time. Everybody else on earth was either afraid of the Pharaohs or looked up to the Pharaohs. Princes from around the world in different countries and different cultures, the, the princes were sent to Egypt to get a higher education. They were the Harvard and the Yale and the Oxford of that time. This is where higher education used to happen. And Allah says, I want to replace them with these slaves. That's the opening. And He says, Not only will I give them government, I will give them stability. That's the part that's wild to me. Even if you have power, if you don't have experience, you're not going to have what? Stability. And then He says, And my intention was to show the Pharaoh with his own eyes. And my intention was to show Haman. Haman is his general, his commanding officer. I wanted to show the Pharaoh and Haman and their armies everything that they used to be scared of. That's the last part of the opening. Allah wanted to show these people what they were what? Scared of. But the Pharaoh has all the power. He owns the military. Why is he afraid? Because when he goes to sleep after killing all those children, or when he goes to sleep every night after keeping people as slaves, he's afraid one day these people will what? They're going to wake up and they're going to kill him. So even though he has power, he's paranoid all the time. He's scared all the time. He looks like he's powerful. And this is Allah's way of telling us what happens with bullies. Bullies and people who oppress other people, they may look tough on the outside and terrifying on the outside. Allah is telling us that they actually live in fear on the inside. You know what they're afraid of? Somebody standing up to them. Somebody realizing how weak they actually are and calling them out on it. They can't stand that. They're terrified of that idea. Hey guys, you just watched a small clip of me explaining the Qur'an in depth as part of the Deeper Look series. Studying the Qur'an in depth can seem like a really intimidating thing that's only meant for scholars. Our job at Bayina is to make deeper study of the Qur'an accessible and easy for all of you. So take us up on that challenge. Join us for this study, the Deeper Look of the Qur'an, for this surah and many other surahs on BayinaTV.com under the Deeper Look section.